Hello, and welcome to the Sports Puzzle Podcast. We're on uh, episode 18, and this is a special edition podcast because we have first time in the Sports Puzzle Podcast history that we have more than two people talking. Uh, so I'll introduce our guest here. Our first guest is Corey. He has been on once before, but uh, Corey... Glad to be back. Glad to be back talking about some NFL stuff and do some predictions, do some players, go through some matchups. And... Heck yeah. And uh, we also have Brett here. This is a new Brett Stanek. Good to be here, Trebek. Good to be here. <laughs> so, Brett is our commissioner of our, or my main, oh yeah, all of us here, our main league of fantasy and commissioner of our auction league as well. So, big time. The big money league. Big time league. asset to the fantasy community. Cha-ching! <laughs> okay, so what we're going to do is do some predictions in the leagues I've already talked about before. In the main league, 12 standard team, 0.5 PPR, and then in the auction, which is 12 team, 0.5 PPR as well. So pretty much the same scoring, but two different. We've got standard and auction. And this is all going to be... I'm going to give the throne here to our Commissioner Brett of the league, and he's going to break down and analyze the matchups and... Yeah, so I'm going to hand it off. Brett, take it from here. Appreciate it, Brando. <clears throat> All right, so we're going to do some predictions here. Uh, this is one of my trademark staples of uh, being the commissioner. kind of fell off in recent years, but still good for some analysis when necessary. Um, so i got three matchups I'm going to roll through here. Um, we're going to first start in our side league. As we call this the auction league only because we do auction draft for this league. Um, and this week our championship is coming down to Corey, also known as Delaney White Walker, <laughs> Versus Carl, or Coral, as I like to call him, and that is uh, Smoke and Jay Cutler's his team. Um, so on the line here, the winner pulls, uh, what do we say? Uh, 260, 280. 280 for the winner and uh, 120 for second place. Yep. So we threw 40 bucks mm-hmm. in. Big swing, big yeah, swing there. Pretty good money here available. So just kind of rolling through this matchup here. We're just going to go uh, position by position. Uh, <clears throat> Corey and Carl are matching up with Jared Goff for Corey and Ben Roethlisberger for Carl. And are we talking about Corey, who's here? Corey Reardon, yeah. yes, the man, oh, this guy. The man in the house. That's right. right here. That's right. Um, so for Corey, he's rolling with Jared Goff. He's got Tennessee on the road. Um, not loving Jared Goff recently. He's, he's good for some touchdowns. You know, they, they move the ball well, gets into the end zone, but um, the yards aren't usually there. So I'm kind of predicting more of the same this week. Probably a low yards game. Probably not even hitting 200 yards passing, but might be able to snap a couple TDs to pull a solid day down. Uh, Kyle's got Ben Roethlisberger going at Houston. Great matchup for sure. Um, obviously, Antonio Brown is out, so that is going to bring Roethlisberger's um, yeah, potential fantasy ceiling down a bit. Um, still got a solid crew, though, with, with Smith-Schuster and... Uh, or Schuster-Smith, I don't fucking Juju. 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 Juju Smith-Schuster. <laughs> He's got the good Juju in there. Yeah, so Ross kind of still got a good matchup. I, I see, think they're going to rely on the run game a lot more, but Bell's still part of the short passing game. So Roth... I like the advantage to Roethlisberger there in the QB battle. Um, as far as receivers go, Corey's going to roll with Des Bryant and Alshon Jeffrey, uh, and also Martavis Bryant in the flex. So we'll start with Bryant since we just talked about the Steelers. He essentially moves up to the two spot for Pittsburgh, which uh, is a good spot to be in. I think Bryant is going to be your typical boomer bust play here. Um, he's, oh, yeah. He can get the 50-yard touchdown, no problem, but if he doesn't get that, you might be looking at a 30-yard game. So... We'll see, but um, he's still worth throwing out there as a flex. He does get some return yards, though. He does get some return yards. We're one of those few leagues that actually does put the return yardage into the fantasy category. So, like 20, 25 yards. Yeah, kickoffs are pretty pretty low these days, but if he gets one even, you know, he had a 100-yard kick return called back for penalty a couple weeks ago, so there's a chance. Did you guys see his catch live? I talked up his 100-handed catch live. The one-handed TD was pretty dope. He's a talented receiver. Yeah, about he, it. He's, he, he's it's just his mind. He's got some yep, skills, so it's not it's not his uh, his talent that's the problem. It's always been his attitude and his, his work yep. ethic. So we'll see. Good I flex like play. For, I like him for a touchdown. I agree. Um, as far as your other receivers, Des Bryant with Seattle. That's actually a good matchup. The way uh, Seattle's secondary has been decimated. Yeah. No, no Chancellor, no Sherman. But still, that whole game has been uh, they've been a running team. And Ezekiel Elliott does come back this I week, meaning that Des is essentially in the same boat as Bryant, in my opinion. He's going to need a big play. He's not going to pull the uh, the ten catch, hundred twenty yard game down. That's just not hasn't been his his forte no, this he year. Hasn't got over. Exactly. That sounded funny when you said Dez is like yeah. the same guy as Bryant. At the same. Because <laughs> oh, literally, literally, uh, literally, we got a Bryant to Bryant situation going here. Yeah, so. I mean, he's only gone over fifteen points. 
Mm-hmm. 15.4. Not particularly reliable. That's he has sure. not had that big game yet. Yeah. Um, looking at your last receiver, Alshon Jeffrey, he's got a Monday night matchup. Uh, Monday, yeah. So he's got Oakland. Good matchup again. Oakland's been not great this year in general. Eagles are still dealing with Nick Foles as quarterback. So he had a good week last week throwing four touchdowns. But um, I'm still not sold on him yet. Um, but Jeffrey is the number one option, so he's still a solid receiver. I think he probably does get a touchdown this week. Um, yards might not be crazy high. Um, receivers for Carl, he's rocking Marquise, Marquise Goodwin. Yeah, he's got some waiver wire receivers. Yeah, his team is pretty ridiculous on paper. I, I can't, as Carl has said, I don't know how he got this team here. Uh, Goodwin is playing Jacksonville, top defense in the league for fantasy purposes. And Goodwin is. Used to be a home run threat only, but he's been turned into a pretty decent receiver all across the board. But he's going to have Jalen Ramsey covering him. I don't love that matchup. I think Goodwin's going to be exposed as being kind of limited this week, so I'm pretty low on him. Uh, he also has Randall Cobb going against the Vikes. Randall Cobb is not that great. Let's just be honest. He's, whoa, he's a Packer, so you know I'm gonna he's, have some. He's solid. I'm gonna have some natural bias there. Now we have the no. There's no Devontae Adams this week, so Cobb does get a bump up in the uh, the pecking order, if you will. But it is Brett Hundley. So Cobb, I don't know, man. I'm not. I'm not sold on Cobb. I don't think he's gonna do much. I think the Vikes are gonna do their best to limit him to short games. Um, as far as the running back matchup goes, Corey. Uh, this is a, probably the most even part. This is probably going to yeah, determine an interesting running back. This will determine the uh, the matchup, I think. Corey's rocking Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt obviously started off amazingly hot at the beginning of the season, went on a quite a lull for the middle, and lately he's just come back in a fury. So he's got Miami, a great matchup. Uh, Miami's nothing special in defense. They're going to ride Kareem Hunt. They need to make the playoffs. They're going to do everything they can to do that. So Kareem Hunt is definitely a, a high upside, high ceiling guy this week. I think Kareem Hunt. Probably scores once or twice. Probably hits 150 scrimmage yards. I'm thinking a 20-plus point fantasy effort here. Um, his other running backs, Kenyon Drake, uh, playing in the same game, Miami KC. So Kenyon Drake uh, has been a savior for a lot of fantasy teams as a late-season waiver pickup. Um, this is the lesson you should learn about spending all your uh, free agent bucks at the beginning of the year, <laughs> Mitch. Uh, having that money at the end of the season to pick up a guy like Kenyon Drake is pretty clutch. So, Drake, I, I like his upside. He's put together, like, three 20-point weeks in a row. I don't see why that should stop now. I know the other running backs might be coming back. But yeah, Damian Williams, what do you think about that report coming out? I'm not worried about saying it. Saying he's getting too much work. Talent is talent, man, and you're going to you're gonna play the guys who got the talent, and this guy's shown he's got burst. He's got a big yeah, playability. He, he looks good. He busts a 30-, 40-yard play every game, and he's been scoring, so... I like Drake for a 20-point game as well, so I think your running backs are going to be probably getting about half your points yeah. here, realistically. Where did he go to college? Uh, Alabama. Would you like to share a fun fact? Yeah, there was a uh, fact I saw on, I'm pretty sure it was Twitter, where Alabama had all these running backs. Uh, they had Mark Ingram, they had Derrick Henry, Kenyon Drake, and TJ Yeldon in yeah. that backfield one year. That's crazy. Insane. I mean, Ingram was a first rounder. I mean, who was the fourth running back? Yeldon was his first or second Drake? rounder. <laughs> yeah, Kenyon Drake is a four string running back. I don't even know, man. A kick returner, I guess. Maybe it's, it's just insane. obviously they were all different years in college and different, you know, times in their career. But that's uh, that's just testament to Alabama, I yeah. guess. Uh, as far as uh, Carl's running backs go, you know, he's going to be rocking three of them as he's using one in the flex. So his flex play is me Duke Johnson. Uh, Duke Johnson's a Cleveland Brown, as you should know, and that means that he's on the worst team in the history of football. Yet, he's put it together some pretty good weeks. He's a good yes. receiver. We are in a half-point PPR league, so Duke Johnson has value there. He has been scoring. Um, he's playing the Bears. You know, Bears are a weird team. They kind of have a good defense, but they kind of don't. Uh, it's hard to say. Yeah. So, Duke Johnson is a good flex play in that he could have a good week, but he could also suck. Like We just don't really know. But I like him for, you know, basically what he's projected for, about 12 points. Um, 12 points would be good. Well, points would be great from a flex, let's, yeah. let's be honest. So, um, He's got Shady McCoy going, LaShawn McCoy going at New England. Uh, McCoy has been the entirety of the Buffalo offense. I mean, he is their rock. For so, a couple of years now. I yeah. I mean, they, <laughs> there was that game in the snow where he got like 35 yeah, carries or something. Insane. So um, I think they're going to try to keep that game plan together of the rock, the ground and pound and keep it out of, uh, you know, keep the clock going for Buffalo. 
So I think McCoy's a great play. I think he's a high upside guy. He's uh, New England's nothing special on defense. Game script could hurt him, though. If New England's a big lead, you could see them go away from the, the run. But Buffalo is uh, Buffalo is still trying to make the playoffs. They're not out. so They actually have a pretty good chance. They actually do have a good chance. So if they win, I mean, if they were to pull off an upset with New England, that's going to be really good for them. So McCoy's going to get all the work he can handle. I see 20-some carries, and I see uh, a touchdown, 100-plus yards. Great game for him. Jordan Howard is the other running back. He is uh, very talented, but, again, playing on a bad team that – uh, depending on the score of the game, can really affect how many carries he t- he gets. He only got ten carries though. Exactly, that's the kind of situation. But they're playing Cleveland, so uh, game script theoretically gonna run. should work in their favor. Um, Cleveland's defense is not as bad as their offense. I mean, they could theoretically stop him a little bit, but I think he's going to get the carries. He's going to get the chances, and um, he's the best bet at the goal line too. So what do you uh, what do you think of Trubisky? Trubisky. Oh, what's your, what's your thoughts? On Side it? note on Trubisky. You know, we got, we got an interesting. I want to. If I had to give him a grade, there. I would give him an incomplete. I, I actually an think incomplete. it's not his fault. I'm going to be honest. Available. He has good talent. I've been, I've seen his arm. I've seen his running ability. Um, he's a solid QB. I think he has a chance to be good. The problem is this year the Bears have fucking nothing. No. At receiver, they have nobody. He's got nobody. To I, every time I watch a Bears game, they highlight all the receivers being. Yeah, Kendall Wright. Yeah, who are these guys? Who are these guys? You got the the man of glass, Kevin White, who can't stay alive for more than two games a season. Meredith went down early. I mean, they're not not giving uh, Trubisky a fair shot to show who he is. Kendall Wright's a good guy you want, like, as a slot receiver. He's the Jarius Wright of the Bears. He's a situational slot guy. You know, he's nothing special. He's not bad, but... Trubisky doesn't have the weapons to show who he is. I mean, if he had the Vikes receiving core, for example, I think he'd be uh, showing well, he a lot passes more. The, he passes the eye test for you, you think? For a rookie, he hasn't shown me that he's going to be a bust. Yeah. Well, I'll say that. Um, he's, like, he's like the golf. Incomplete grit. Yeah. Coaching is also a problem. Yeah. Exactly. John Fox is kind of a shitty coach. He'll yeah. be out the door after the season. That's a done deal. So let's, uh, let's save it for uh, next year to see how Trubisky really is. He'll, he'll have to take some steps for sure, but he's not a, not a hopeless cause. Um, to, to wrap up this matchup here, tight ends, um, Corey, the namesake of his team, Delaney White, <laughs> Delaney Walker, <laughs> the White Walker, um, he's Demon a good tight end. Thrones. He's oh, consistent yeah. as hell. He, he's never, he doesn't have huge blow-up games usually with no. two, two TDs, but he's always solid for like six, seven catches. He gets 70 yards often, so that's all you can really ask for. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but it felt like years back, tight ends used to just be everything. Like there were so many tight ends with huge numbers there was like the, your, Eifert had like thirteen TDs yeah. and the, Tony Gonzalez. You want to go back? I was, that far. I was hoping Eifert would have a big year. I drafted him in two leagues and yeah, he had a yeah. injury. No, for whatever reason though, the tight ends has been thin as hell this year. That's the way just, the NFL offense is going, um, yeah, there's, there's a big tier drop. Besides, yeah, there is. That's there exactly is. right. You the got top your three. you got your Gronk it's, Kelsey tier at the top, yeah. and, and Ertz, you got, you got no, Gronk Hurts drops a. Usag once in a while. He's not that. He's yeah. also gets concussions like every other week. So I don't know. I'm just saying Delaney Walker is is a solid tight end. He's the kind of guy you want on your team to at the very least get you that eight to ten points that you would love to have from a tight end spot. He's, so. he's a tight end one, but yeah, yeah. I like him a lot this week too because of the way the game script. That word that you're saying, the Rams putting up yeah. points, catching up. It's very true. The Rams are a high powered offense. The t- Titans are going to try to keep it up somehow. The Titans are still. Alive they're in the playoff like race. It's weird. They yeah, play shitty teams the and they barely win. It's, they're like, what are they, 9 and? I don't I don't even know the record, yeah, to be honest. 8 and, but. Eight and 6, 9 and 4, 9 and 5, yeah. or something like that. Anyway, Delaney <laughs> Walker, good tight end, good play. Um, Jason Witten is Carl's tight end. Jason Witten is so hit or miss. I mean, he, he could get a touchdown. He could get the, the, a having Ezekiel Elliott back is definitely going to change his role a lot. I mean, they're going to run more. We know that. Witten is basically the kind of guy that needs a TD or else yeah. he's going to have a bad game. He's not, not going to get you a lot Would of you recommend Carl dropping Witten for any free agents out there? Um, without looking at the list of available free agents, I would say no. I mean, Witten still is probably um, a borderline tight end one or high tight end two. Um, but Carl's, Carl's been playing with house money, let's be honest. He's, <laughs> he, he shouldn't even be in this game. So We don't want Carl to win this game. Let's no, no. We if Carl wins our league, we're in trouble. No, Carl's going to use that as some sort of uh, evidence that he deserves <laughs> yeah. to take Bregan's spot in the main league, uh, which we'll get to in a minute. But, um, <laughs> yeah. But I also don't need, I don't need Corey to win because Corey's won a lot. So, um, yeah. Ouch. you know, <laughs> I, I have to root for Carl just because he took me down last week. Yeah. Carl could use a win here. Let's be honest. <laughs> So, Who won that league you guys last year? Oh, 
Carl Pohl won, actually. He doesn't yeah, know anything about fantasy football. But. Carl's shitty-ass team, yeah. Well, to summarize, I'm not going to go into the kickers and defenses. Those are too uh, variable to really analyze. Yeah, I mean, both, both of you guys have good kickers, good defenses. Just mention so, them. Uh, Butker for Kansas City. That's who Corey has. He's got the Minnesota defense. He's playing my my team as a Packer fan, so that's pretty hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty... Uh... He's playing against the Packers, his team, so he's really going to be having a... a Win-win, lose-lose type situation If the, if the Packers here. lose, I'm not, like, super yeah, yeah. mad about it, but... I'm going to, yeah. Have fun for the next you five years. Packers shit. Yeah. Uh, Bo- Boswell, <laughs> Chris Boswell is Carl's kicker. He's probably been his best player, to be honest. Chris Boswell is a solid kicker and is a field goal machine. Uh, and Jacksonville defense with San Fran, that's pretty good. God. I will say Jimmy Garoppolo, on a quick side note, has been pretty awesome for the Niners. Yeah. If you've seen his stats, he's been he great. Is. I did mention that he was 3-0 and his... He's passing. He threw like 380 yards last week. Two um, out of the three weeks, over 300. 49ers are Huge. actually in a pretty good spot. They look like they might have a chance to save their franchise with yep. Garoppolo. So that was uh, that was a good trade. Second round pick. That was definitely worth it. And unless the coach have the rights. Shanahan. Yeah, Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan he's loves a, Garoppolo. Oh yeah, he's a good. He's a, he's a great. He's a great player. coach. So yeah. Um, final prediction. I think Corey's gonna win. I really do. Woo! I just I just see the the running backs are fairly even, if not slighted slightly towards Corey. Um, the QB is a little bit in Carl's favor, but the receivers yeah. are definitely in, in uh, Corey's favor. I do think Martavis Bryant gets that big play this week. That's going to be maybe the main turning point. So um, barring some sort of crazy game from McCoy or, or Howard, you know, I, I think Corey's going to pull this off by uh, you know, 10 to 15 points. So there's your prediction. Uh, sorry, Carl, you're still second best. <laughs> so, Thanks for breaking that down, yeah, Brett. Yeah, yeah. Great analysis there. Love, yeah. Love it. Um, so we're gonna flip over to our main league now. This is our this is our league where we pay a hundred dollars entry, twelve teams. So there's twelve hundred dollars to play with. Um, we have a third place matchup, which I'll go into first, and we have a championship matchup second. And how many years have we um, been? We started the same. We started this this main fantasy league back in our uh, freshman year of high school. So if I'm doing my math right, that would have been the fall of two thousand and three. So this would be the uh, I believe the fifteenth. Three, counting three. This will be the fifteenth year yeah. of this league. Uh, Corey has been our, our highest percentage of championships. He's got about a quarter of them. Um, so that's why I have talked shit about Corey winning. Leagues. He's won a <laughs> yep. lot. He's a he's a fantasy uh, god. He's he's an elite. He is a level fantasy, he is shark. A fantasy god. I, I will give him some credit on that. Um, but the main league's been going fifteen years. It did, it started with eight teams. It started with uh, about uh, five of those teams aren't even in the league anymore. So there's a, there's a big learning curve. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe Mitch, Mitch, Andy, and I were the founding fathers of that league, and we've brought in yeah. a very consistent crew uh, since then, and it's been awesome. So this main league is, is what we – this is why we play the game. This is why we watch football. It's probably generated my love of football personally. Uh, I moved from Arizona when I was in middle school, and I used to watch the Cardinals, but not really because they sucked. And if you guys remember, they used to have blackout TV rules. If you know what that is, that's yeah, where if your team didn't seats. sell out their game, yeah. they wouldn't put your – your team on TV. So I couldn't even watch a Cardinals game when I was a kid. So I didn't really get into football until I moved to Minnesota and became a Vikings fan. Um, and since then, it's just been amazing. And we appreciate your, uh, since I've been in Minnesota my whole life. She'll save you a lot no. of heartbreak, Brad. Yeah, Corey's imagine drunk. losing that Super Bowl as a fucking Cardinal fan, that, that Steelers one. That would have been hard to deal with. Um, so we're going to do the third place game. Third place game, uh, winner gets $100. That's their, that's their money back. So you know. Fourth place gets nothing. Fourth place gets nothing. We actually give money to fifth place over fourth place. Reason being is that to get fifth place, you have to win two games in the playoffs. Yeah, you're two fourth one place playoffs. only wins one game. So this is, again, Corey is in this game. He's buying for third place versus <laughs> Travis. Travis and Corey finished first and second in the standings, both with 10-3 and three records. Um, had great seasons. Both of them have pretty good teams with some question marks. So, um, yeah, I'm not a fan of my team. Yeah, you have a lot of the same players. I'm assuming. <laughs> so, what I does Bryant? I, I probably won't analyze but... all those same players again. But basically, uh, hundred dollars is your money back. So it means your season wasn't a complete waste. And also, Travis and Corey got a little cash prize for finishing high in the standing. So um, there's a little, there's at least a profit to be had. Here. And we there's... do a little weekly ten dollar highest. Yeah, we do the weekly winner. So I, I didn't, I know I didn't win any of those. I, didn't. I, think I, I got two. Once. I won once. <laughs> I think I got two, and then yeah. Travis beat me by like point something. I yeah. came back. Yeah. Travis had some high ceiling guys, so he definitely had some big weeks. But 
Um, let's look at this matchup real quick here, the third-place game. So at the quarterbacks, two of the biggest, highest scores you're going to get. Corey's got Cam Newton. Travis has Russell Wilson. The two guys who rush the ball can get rushing touchdowns, solid, rushing yards. quarterbacks. And yeah. they're great. I mean, Cam Newton's been amazing recently. Russell's been good all season. Um, I don't really have a pick here as far as which one has the advantage. I think they're both high-ceiling guys. Cam Newton has Tampa Bay, which is a better matchup than Russell Wilson has, which is Dallas. But I don't see Dallas as being some huge threat. So both these guys are probably hitting 20, 25 points this week, to be honest. If you had to pick one, though, you had to do it. Because someone asked me. I'll say Cam. I'll say Cam Newton is the advantage here just because of the matchup. Tampa Bay played well against Atlanta last week, but I I don't see them – Slowing the Panthers. The Panthers are on a roll. They're trying to get to the. Uh, they're trying to win their division. Yeah. They can still do that. They can even take the two seed if the Vikings were to lose a game and Carolina wins out. That's actually the situation. So Carolina has everything to play for. Um, the Seahawks do as well. Yep. You know they're trying to hold on for their lives. But uh, Cam Newton just has a better matchup. Um, as far as receivers go, Corey's got Dez and Martavis Bryant again. I won't talk about both those guys. I've already talked about them. Um, he also has AJ Green. God, um, what a AJ Green's having a, actually a not a bad bum. season. I don't know what you're talking about. He just he's getting matchups in the playoffs. He's getting hurt by quarterback play. It's not really AJ Green's fault. He is. he is still about to hit a thousand yards, and he's got. He has become. He's almost got ten touchdowns. I mean, he's yeah. But look at a full season to work. He's got a good season. He's it's got just, those bad weeks. And he's got those good. He's weeks. he's an up and down guy. No doubt. There's one week where he got one point. Granted, I think he got kicked out of that game. He did <laughs> get kicked out of that <laughs> when game. He, yeah, he got a straight up fist fight with a cornerback. So That's we're not gonna put that one on him, but. Matchups hurt him now. He was a matchup-proof receiver coming well, into the season. Well, when the uh, Bengals and inevitably get rid of Dalton and turn over to a QB, we'll see who AJ Green really is. But I think he's got a tough matchup this week with Detroit. He's going to have that Darius Slay covering him, who's a, who's a Pro Bowl cornerback. Um, you know, he's still going to have that threat of a big play. He's not like Darius Slay is invincible, but you know, you're not going to see the ten catch game. I just don't think you will. And the Bengals clearly evidenced by last week. Have mailed it in. They are not trying anymore. So we'll see. AJ Green, boomer bust kind of a guy. Uh, Travis's receivers, he's rocking Jarvis Landry and Golden Tate. Um, I'll start with Golden Tate. I don't like him. I mean, I like him as a player. Like He's a good player in real life, but he's just not a fantasy stud. Uh, Marvin Jones is a better play for that team. Golden Tate is very hit or miss, and he's been mostly missed. Unless he pulls down a bunch of short catches and racks up those little PPR points. I don't see him doing much. I don't think he even hits 10 points. Jarvis Landry is another kind of slot-type receiver with Kansas City as his matchup. Jarvis Landry's been pretty damn good this year. He really has. He's put up a lot of yards and a lot of TDs for a guy like him. Uh, Jay Cutler looks his way a lot. I like Landry in this game. I think he's got um, high ceiling in a a shootout-type game. You know, Cutler is... Cutler might retire again after the season, so he really he doesn't. Retire. He really doesn't care yeah. what's going on. Yeah, he's, he's just here on on pension at this point. So um, Landry, yeah, I think he scores, and I think he has a good game. I really do. So you, there was a stat that I would like to share about Landry about the red zone looks and like red zone efficiency. I think he was ranked like forty sixth or so last year, and right now he's second best Jeez. red zone efficiency. It's amazing. Year. He was, he's he catching catch. the red zone. It could yeah. it could have been even worse in 46. But well, yeah, this it, year it's, he's been the, uh, the quarterback, obviously. He had Tannehill last year who was – See, people hate on Cutler, but he's insane. He makes receivers produce. No one's ever he doubted Cutler's arm talent. He's always had Nobody the ability – I said arm talent. I didn't say ability to play the position. That's a different thing. He gets a lot of hate. Well, because he throws interceptions. For a reason he gets hate. Sort of Brett interceptions don't hurt Jarvis Landry. Only, <laughs> only bad throws do. And Jay Cutler will continue to throw the ball. You're right. Um, that's why Jay Cutler is good for fantasy, not he so is. good for winning games. He produces receivers. Um, as far as running backs go, uh, Corey's rocking Carlos Hyde versus Jacksonville. That is a terrible Gross. matchup. <laughs> Carlos Hyde theoretically should be better with Jimmy Garoppolo. But he actually hasn't been. He's been worse. He's um, like the running back, like, yeah, I mean he might pull weeks. a he might pull a touchdown in, but he's playing Jacksonville, and Jacksonville's been really really good lately. So I don't like Carlos Hyde. I don't think he has a lot of upside here. Um, your other running back is Jarek McKinnon, uh, Jet McKinnon, one of my fan favorites. He's he's an amazing player. Um, he's um, a he's a big part of the Vikings back. He's field. what's he gives he's us a he's, little. He's, he's cool the balance guy. to Latavius Murray. He's a big hammer. Seven catches. 
Yeah, he's a receiving threat, and that's not to be understated in a PPR league how important that is. Um, McKinnon's not going to give you the the twenty carry game with the grinding, but he's going to catch the screens. He's going to do the the big plays, um, and he could definitely bust one against Green Bay. I like McKinnon this week with Green Bay. They're 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 banged up on defense. They're just really well, out of the playoffs. They might give up. We're not sure. <laughs> and what McCaffrey did to Green Bay last yeah. week too, and yeah. did a pass catching back the week before that. Yeah, I, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I'm pretty sure Green Bay has trouble covering those those scat backs. You know, it's like, I don't see their they're trouble covering everybody. Yeah, <laughs> coming from a Packers fan, if you have two legs and a hand, yes. Corey's gonna Corey's gonna say it like it is, and that's the truth. So McKinnon uh, again, the touchdown is gonna make the difference between a good week and a great week. Um, but McKinnon's a good play this week for sure. Um, running backs for Travis, he's got Demarco Murray. Demarco Murray's been oof, not great, really. He's just he looks old, he looks slow. Um, he does get some touchdowns, but not so much recently. Um, Derrick Henry is definitely the future of that team. Yes, at next year, Derrick Henry. Yeah, I wouldn't touch Demarco Murray with a thirty-nine and a half foot pole. With a thirty-nine and a half Gary could be the fantasy Grinch. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> From Derek Henry perspective, that's a good segment. His heart is too size is too small. So Demarco Murray with the Rams, you know. Again, shootout game. He might catch some passes. He's not. He's a capable receiver, so there's some value. But again, low ceiling. I don't see a lot of potential there. Um, Marshawn Lynch against Philly. That's a tough matchup. Philly's defense was pretty bad last week against the, the Giants. Somehow, I don't really get that one. But uh, Marshawn Lynch has been good recently. He's been he's been heating up the last few weeks. Um, he's got a pretty low predict, projected score here, but I don't really agree with that. I think Lynch is going to be a <laughs> focal point of their offense. I think he'll get his carries. Um, oddly enough, the Raiders threw two touchdowns from the two-yard line last week. They did not hand it off. Right, so true. I commented, I was like, what does Marshawn Lynch have to do yeah. to get a carry at the goal line? I don't really know what, what the deal is. Beast mode is beast mode. But um, I think he's going to score this week. I do like Marshawn. I think someone slipped on some Skittles during the game. I, I did see it. that video. Did you see like that? Drug, <laughs> like a drug like, Yeah, it was like Skittles. in a jacket. Took okay. the how, Skittles much, up. how much you want for you got, <laughs> you got the money? You got the stuff? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's the goods. So Marshawn is yeah, um, Sean's a good play this week. Um, tight ends. So, Corey has Delaney Walker. We already talked about Delaney. Um, as far as Travis, he has two tight ends. He's rocking one in his flex. So, he's got the Gronk um, with Buffalo. Gronk has historically torn up Buffalo. Like, he has a handful of three touchdown games against Buffalo in his career. Yeah, he is beastly. Um, Buffalo's defense is okay, but the Gronk is everything on that team right now. He had a crazy week last week with Pittsburgh that... Yeah, there was a little Roto World post you guys probably saw that they just loved that that final drive when Gronk had all his catches, his yeah. three catches totaled sixty nine yards, yep, yep. sixty nine specifically, <laughs> and Gronk was just in love with that number. Uh, for I, there's there's another thing about Gronk I, I read about a while back. It was like his high school basketball team. I think they had like sixty nine points, and he was at the free throw line. Yeah, he missed. <laughs> he just missed it on purposely, so the end of the game was sixty nine points. <laughs> That's 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 Gronk in a nutshell. Yeah, dude's a dude's a freaking goofball, but he's good at he's really good at football. So I think Gronk is going to have a huge week again. He does. I think he can hit twenty points. Honestly, with, with you know seven eight catches, probably a couple TDs, he's going to be huge. He's going to be Travis's top scorer, um, maybe outside of Russell Wilson. Um, Travis also has Jimmy Graham at tight end. Jimmy Graham has been very hit or miss. His yards have not been there this year, but he does catch touchdowns. Um, but last week, I don't think he had really anything. I mean, the whole Seattle offense had nothing. So, Graham, you know, better play with Dallas this week. He's a little dinged up. I don't know. I think it's more of the same. He might get that little touchdown at two yards out, but I don't see him getting the yards. Um, so, he's an okay player. And then, uh, again, Dan Bailey is a kicker for Corey. Great. Yeah, Zerline. Oh, what the heck? Corey had to make a Best big player deal. Best on my team. Greg Zerline is on IR for the Rams. That's actually very, that's actually very important in real life. Um, not so much yeah, in fantasy, but it's the huge. Rams lost their Pro Bowl kicker for the season. They used him so and much. Yeah, if the Rams want to make a playoff run, you, you need a kicker who can make some kicks. So yeah. that could come back to haunt them. And uh, who replaced him? Some guy some named Finker or Ficker. Guy I, from Penn. Uh, yeah, Penn some State. nobody. Some guy's Finch gonna be, from Beerfest? Not Finch. Not Oh, that yeah. Yeah, I was looking for I was looking for kickers this week, and I noticed one thing on Travis's team. He has a kicker in his bench spot this week. 
Which is last week, so it's one of those things. Like that's weird. You don't need two kickers, guys. Well, you, who's, you, it, who's his backup kicker? You do not need two kickers. Graham, Graham Gano. That's who. That could be a good kicker. Corey would have picked him on. You might Corey, you might have time for a quick trade. You might have time for a quick trade. You might want to trade uh, no. Delaney Walker for his backup kicker. Could. No, no trades allowed. I know. It's, uh, it's one of those things. Um, Travis has the has Butker for KC, and then Corey's got Denver defense versus Washington. I don't know why you'd have Denver defense. I guess there's a chance of a pick six. Probably dropping them this week. We won't even uh, talk about that. And then he's got. Washington against Denver, so I don't you guys apparently <laughs> like that game for some reason. No one's going to score that game, is your thoughts. So, what does this all mean? What does this all mean? Well, when I look at it, I haven't even decided in my own head who I think is going to win here. I see pros and cons on both sides, but I think I like Corey. I do like Corey this week. I, I think Cam Newton's going to have a good game. I like his running, I like Jared McKinnon a lot more than I like uh, DeMarco Murray. Um, no, Gronk could carry the day for Trav. It's going to be a close game. I'm going to tell you that. I, I see a close matchup this week. So it's hard to predict, but I will take Corey in a close win in the 5-10 to 10 point range. So congrats, Corey. You may not be a championship, but third place is third not place so I'll bad. It. I'll take it. Should be the championship, John. Uh, no. <laughs> we'll get to that later, but... I, uh, yeah, I squeaked out a very, so very close win against John a couple weeks ago, and then I was high score this past week, so I really lucked out. We'll just uh, say that. I will say one thing about this championship matchup you're about to get into. This could be one of the first years in recent memory where the two best teams are playing for the championship. Oh, I appreciate I will, that. I will say that. Yours and, yours and Brian's as they, team... As are, they stand, yep. I, uh, these are the two teams I was scared of going into the playoffs. And they prevailed through... Yeah, these, this off. this is definitely a, a matchup of good teams here, I have to say. there's Neither of us have really done a lot of trading. Um, Brian oh, and I, I am playing Brian in the championship. Brian is highway to Bell. Uh, you'll probably figure what that means in a second. My team is just called Stan, Stan, and that's an inside joke. So, so we'll just leave that with the uh, South Park fans. So Brian and I are facing off. Um, I've won a championship twice in this league. Brian won it, what, last year? Or two years ago? Something like that. I think he won it last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he Brian, can go back-to-back. Brian's going for back-to-back here, so that's pretty uh, significant. We don't have a... Corey's been a back-to-back champ once, but other than that, we've never had a back-to-back champ. Oh, it's been a while. So Brian and I have built a similar strategy in our teams. Both of us have basically kept our teams as we've drafted them. Each of us has a mid-season pickup that really helped us in the long run. Um... But other than that, yeah, we basically drafted these teams, and they've just kind of stayed the course and been good. So um, on the line for the championship in our main league, the winner takes home $600. That is a hell of a Christmas bonus to take home this time of year. Um, I'm personally looking for a new car, so that would go a long (laughs) ways towards that. Um, Loser still gets uh, 280 so it's not a bad deal if you lose second place. There's been some history of collusion with uh, the winners, the two people you know, splitting their pot, but uh, Brian and I will not do that. I will not allow that as commissioner. There will be no collusion in this league. I don't think that's collusion. It's not collusion. It's, it's called not it's an being, agreement. It's called not it's being confident in it's, your it's team's hedging. ability. It's hedging. Yeah, it's weak is what I think. <laughs> so here's the matchup. Um, Brian and I are matching up at quarterback. I'm rocking Drew Brees. Drew Brees has been... Um, not really amazing this year. He's only had a three-touchdown game one time, which is kind of amazing, considering the dude's thrown like 40, 40 touchdowns yeah, a bunch of times. But he hasn't been bad ever. He always seems to rock a pretty high yardage total. He's been throwing like two TDs a week pretty consistently over the last month. So um, he's steady. Uh, he's got Atlanta as his matchup. That's a huge, huge divisional game matchup game. with huge playoff implications. Um, Atlanta, if they win this game, they clinch a playoff spot. And if the Saints win, they are basically going to go into a showdown with Carolina for the division title. So both teams have everything to play for. Um, Breeze has been basically down because the running game has worked so well for him. But he's still been able to pass when he needs to. Um, Against Atlanta, Atlanta's been okay on defense, but not amazing. Um, But honestly, I kind of throw those stats out in division games. I just feel like teams that know each other this well are going to have whole new game plans that you can't really predict. Drew Brees, I think he can do more of the same, probably another two-touchdown game uh, with 
you know, 200 some yards, pretty basically a standard game for him the way it's gone. Um, Brian's rocking Jared Goff. Again, I already talked about Jared Goff. I don't love him this week. You know, he might get the touchdowns. The yards probably won't be there. So I'm going to give the QB advantage to myself in this one. Um, as far as receivers go, um, I'm going to be rocking two receivers in Julio Jones and Doug Baldwin. So Julio Jones has been kind of a disappointment this year, not going to lie. He's only got like three touchdowns. Touchdowns are so bad. It's, it's amazing how it he is. just does not get red zone looks. They find a way to get to everybody else but him in the red zone. Um, he's a little dinged up, but nothing to be concerned about. Um, but again, in a division game, you know Matt Ryan's going to be looking his way. It's going to be a try. I really hope he gets a touchdown because his yards will be there. He'll definitely hit 100 yards. I have no concerns. He's got Marshawn Lattimore covering him. So they played each other like two weeks ago, and he had about he had 98 yards. But Matt Ryan was picked off twice, or maybe three times, trying to throw to Julio Jones. So yeah. he was forcing him. <clears throat> his rating to Julio was bad. Yeah, well, I mean, I saw, I saw that game, and he was just forcing throws into yeah, coverage. So does. i, I got to hope that the coach is going to come up with a little better game plan to give him the ball. But... Julio is still Julio. He's still one of the top three most talented guys in the league at his position. So, you know, you never would question starting him. He's nope. just, you just hope he would get a, a TD. That's all. Just fucking score a touchdown once in a while. Um, Doug Baldwin's my other receiver. He's been, you know, kind of steady, not super special. Um, he gets big plays some, once in a while. He gets a lot of, like, long touchdowns. Yeah. Every um, once in a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dallas has a very burnable secondary. I mean, the way they you play know. is they, they try to do a lot of, like, safety help over the top and whatnot, but they can be burned on a play action. So Doug Baldwin is the kind of guy where he can have that big 40-yard touchdown, but yep. if he doesn't get that, he's still fairly good with getting a good amount of catches. He's similar to a Des Bryant to me, where he's that big, nice name to have, but he doesn't always come through for you. Yeah, he's been steady. I mean, he's he's a wide receiver, too. That's, he fits that profile he's perfectly. A, he's a good receiver, too. Yeah, so... You know, I like him. I like the matchup this week again with Seattle having everything to play for. I think and having no running game. Also, you know, they have to throw. So I think I think Baldwin's a solid receiver to have here. Um, for Brian, he's going to start three receivers. He's got one in his flex. It's kind of a curious play. He just picked this guy up on waivers this week. Yeah. Keelan Cole. This is the slot receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So don't feel bad if you never heard of this guy. Um, he had a big week uh, a week or two ago. I don't know, he had like a 75-yard touchdown. Last week. Last and week. I, and I, I had slotted in D.D. Westbrook. Yeah. Um, and he came up. what I hoped, uh, yeah, Cole did what I wanted D.D. Westbrook to do, like 186 yeah. yards, I think, receiving and a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, Brian's kind of starting him out of necessity because looking at his bench, he's got Jamal Williams, the Green Bay running back, but playing Minnesota, not the guy you want to play. Devontae Adams ruled out with a concussion. Kevin Coleman, I believe he's ruled out or he's been out, so he's also hurt. And then he's got like Rod Smith, so he doesn't really have another option in the flex. So he kind of got desperate in picking up this Cole guy. Um, yeah, this guy's a rookie. I mean, who the hell knows? I mean, Jacksonville's got a very banged up receiver core. They lost Robinson early in the year. Hearns has been hurt all year. They got Marquise Lee is out. So Cole is, you know, one of their top two receivers. I think he's probably going to play out of slot. That's his profile. Um, so yeah, I, I would say he's a huge boomer bust guy. I mean, if he gets a big play, great for Brian, but yep. I mean, he could also catch two passes. Like, I don't know. I, it's I, a risky start. It's very risky out. in a championship game. I'll tell you that. Is. I, I, there might be someone better out there, but this is what Brian's decided to go with. Um, his other receivers are Brandon Cooks and Demarius Thomas. So Brandon Cooks, uh, for New England is playing Buffalo. Cooks is boomer bust as well. I mean, yep, he's not he really is. Tom Brady's like. He's not white, you know. That's the kind of true. Usually, Tom Brady throws the white guys, so is, it's kind of that white. kind of odd that he's got a black receiver on his team. I don't know, but last we'll time see. he had Randy Moss on his team, I think he did pretty well. Well, Randy Moss is kind of Randy Moss. <laughs> you know, Brandon Cooks is not Randy Moss. Um, Cooks can get he gets long touchdowns he's once a in a while. Receiver. He had That's a good yeah. He had a TD last week, so he's he's a good player. He's safe, I think. Um, I don't know. He's not. Gonna, I would start him. I would definitely. Oh yeah, he's a great play. I just I don't know. He's hard to predict because of the he way is. he can fluctuate his. His 30-yard weeks with his 102 GD weeks. So, Brandon Cooks, I'm a little scared of him. We'll see. Uh, Demarius Thomas, yeah, not really scared. Uh, he's got Washington, not a great defense, so the matchup's good. Norman guards him, which gives you trouble, I think. Yeah. Uh, Demarius Thomas is, I'm not sure how good he really is. It's hard for me to say. He's, he's talented. 
Well, he came out in the yeah. Peyton Manning years when Peyton Manning was, you know, still healthy. How old is he? Is he Thomas? Still semi young. Well, Thomas and Des Bryant just signed contracts the same exact day. He was like twenty eight. So yeah, he's you know he's in his he's in the prime of his career. He drops passes more than a guy yeah, he does. He's that, a great screen guy shit. though. He can run after. The yeah, catch. he's definitely a run after the catch guy. Um, the matchup's good, but Denver's got like nothing at quarterback. So no, no. Thomas had some bad weeks, but. He's had some decent weeks recently, so I don't know. I'll I'll peg him for you know sixty seventy yards here, and if he gets a score, then he's it's a good play. If not, yeah, not he so has much. A for you last week. Yeah. So all in all, I have two receivers. He has three, but I still like my my two receivers more than his three. I really do. Um, running backs. Well, running backs again. This is this is everything in this, this is, matchup. Uh, four of the top five. Running we have backs some serious almost. running back talent going on this uh, this matchup here. So starting with myself. Actually, I'll just break this down here. I have Mark Ingram. He has Alvin Kamara. Mark Ingram was a fourth or fifth round draft pick for me this year and arguably steal. the steal of the draft. And I'll say steal the draft um, because Alvin Kamara was not drafted in our league. <laughs> Alvin Kamara was a waiver pickup, and that would be well, the waiver. Peterson there, he kind of... Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, I, you can't blame him. Why would you draft a third-round yeah. rookie who's third on his totem pole? So... Mark Ingram has been awesome for me this year. He's been so good. He has these big, long runs, long he's catches. He catches passes. He's a good running he back. gets goal line work uh, as much as Kamara does. Mark Ingram's been awesome. He's just gotten better through every year of his career. And he's been by far my most valuable player. And uh, against Atlanta, I mean, he didn't have a great week a few weeks ago. That was the game where Kamara got concussed and yeah. got knocked out yeah. early. Ingram only ended up with like 40 rushing yards. So that was kind of a weird game. Yeah, it was. I don't really expect it to go that way. Um, it is a home game for New Orleans, so it should be a little better in the, with the crowd situation. I think Ingram is good for a touchdown basically every week. I mean, he's been scoring almost every week. So I like him, but on the flip side, I like Kamara, I, maybe more. Uh, Kamara has been the best pickup I've ever seen yeah. in, in recent years. Stug. I can't even get over that. He has been everything, catching the ball. He, he's strong for how small he is. He doesn't look like yes. a big guy, but he runs dudes over. And he's an amazing receiver. Can't state that enough. <laughs> and that's again, that's part of what Drew Brees has been doing. He's been throwing the ball. He's running backs. That's yeah. you can have why wouldn't you though? Do you got Kamara and Ingram right there. Yeah. Well, we'll start with Kamara. Um, Cam Newton is that Cam Newton only has nine less rushing yards than Kamara. Interesting. Yeah. Which is more of a testament to Cam Newton's rushing ability. Than it is a knock on Kamara. Kamara doesn't rack up hundred yards rushing most games. He he gets the yards mostly through the air. Yeah. Um, but he gets he gets goal. He's also got Ingram there. Right. I mean, put him as a workhorse running back. When you watch the Saints play, they typically, honestly, the guy who gets the the guy who gets the goal line touchdown is usually the guy who's got more energy. That's pretty much how Sean Payton does it. If if Mark Ingram runs a fifty yard run down to the two yard line and gets knocked out of bounds, he's winded. He comes out. Kamara comes in. Touchdown. Vice versa, yep. that's what happens. It's really they don't really have a pick on which guy does it. I think Ingram's their no, default running back at the goal line, but Kamara can get those touches. So yeah. I'll give a little edge to Kamara there for sure, um, just because of his receiving ability. Um, next running backs, I've got Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake was my late season pickup, and he has been extremely valuable. He's had three consecutive weeks of hitting twenty fantasy points. He has been. Uh, the entire running game for the Miami Dolphins. He catches the ball a lot. He's got that kind of multi-skill set. Um, he's got Kansas City. That looks like a shootout kind of matchup. I have no reason to think Drake's going to be any less than that. So, loving Drake. Um, but, but, on the flip side, Brian has Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Drop that, him. That is, that is by far my number one nightmare going the night before Christmas is Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> no Brown will be interesting. No Antonio Brown. So, who do you think the offense is going to run through? It's going to be Bell. Bell has Houston. Not a great matchup. Uh, not a, a good matchup. Not a good deal for Houston, I should say. Um, Le'Veon Bell is uh, so good. has the potential to score 40 points this week, let's be honest. He yeah. can do it. He can score three touchdowns. He can catch 100 yards worth of passes and rush for another 100. I mean, there's no limit to how good this guy is. So I'm just praying that uh, something happens. Not so much an injury. I'm not that kind of evil person, but... I'm hoping that they just keep throwing at the goal line and it goes to Juju. Yes, Martavis, Juju, Jesse James. James. (laughs) Hold on to the ball, Jesse James. He Uh, caught that. That was a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Not my NFL rules, though, unfortunately. I didn't see it hit the ground. It might hit the ground. 
did. So I don't of. think it did. It bobbled. He bobbled the ball. You can't tell. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell is is uh, is a fear factor this week. So I'm worried about him. I think that controls this matchup. To be honest, what Bell does is what determines his championship. Um, I've got one more running back. I've got Leonard Fournette. Uh, Leonard Fournette was my third round pick this year. He's been very consistent. He's not. He's had a couple big games, but mostly he's just been solid. He gets yeah. me about 13, 14 fantasy points. He started points. out amazing. Yeah, yeah. He, he, gets, he kind of got hurt. He gets hurt a lot, that's, which is concerning, but he's he's missed last week. He's yeah. back. He's got San Francisco. That's a great matchup. Interesting um, fact about that, actually. Bring it up. San Francisco has actually had the best run defense the past five weeks. Well, you sure it's run defense or fantasy? Run fantasy defense. run defense. There's best some, run defense. Source. I'd like Paul to, Charchian is my source. I'd like to look into that some more. I'm not really sure who San Francisco heard has on, on defense. Heard it on the radio today. I couldn't believe it. That's what he was saying. Well, you left me speechless, Corey. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> I didn't. Th- I didn't think it was true, but yeah. Leonard Best Fournette, defense the last five. Leonard Fournette has five weeks. Should have game script working in his favor. The Jacksonville Jaguars are definitely favored to win this game. Although Garoppolo is a is a bit of a wild card. He's yeah. good, but Fournette's going to get his carries. If he's healthy, yeah. he's going to get his carries. We'll go on that. He's, having said that. Yes, he's still the guy at the goal line. He always gets the one yard plunge every time. Um, he's a very safe fantasy play, and he's, you know, him and Drake. I, I put Fournette in my flex, but him and Drake are basically interchangeable. Yeah, as second. I've got three good running backs that I like a lot this week. So as far as running backs go, I mean, he's only got two. I've got three, um, but he's got probably the best two in the game with Bell and Kamara. Could be my, one two right there. My three are probably the next three to be yeah. honest. So I think four of the top. Yeah, these are some really, really solid running backs to, to determine the matchup, I think. Um, as far as tight end goes, he's rocking Jason Witten. We talked about him earlier, very high boomer bust, needs a touchdown, really. I'm currently rocking Cameron Brait in my tight end spot. Uh, O.J. Howard just went, got put on IR this week, so Brait is the only tight end uh, that's worth playing on Tampa Bay. And Jameis Winston likes throwing to him. So as of now, he's in my lineup. I still may end up switching to Jack Doyle if I have to. I'm probably going to leave that for a uh, call tomorrow before the game starts. Either way, both those guys have similar situations. They're, they're solid tight ends. They move the chains. They could score touchdowns. They're not very high ceiling. Um, I, li- I think I like my tight end situation a little more than I like Jason Witten, but I've also seen Cameron Bray have a zero-catch game. So We'll see. Um, this is uh, Matt Prater's my kicker, by the way. He's been pretty good. He kicks 50 yarders as good as anybody, so I like that. Um, he's got Lambeau for the uh, Jaguars, who I don't really know how good he is, but Jaguars are definitely a team that moves the ball and can kick field goals. So kicker, we'll see. I got Minnesota <coughs> defense against Green Bay. Like it a lot. No Rodgers, no Adams. It's a great matchup. And Kansas City defense versus Miami. That's Brian's defense. Interceptions could happen. I'll give him that. Definitely could get some turnovers against Miami. Yeah, yeah, I think about special teams too. That's part of it. So, breaking this down, this is a really, really tough game to call. I mean, as I said before, I really think Le'Veon Bell is going to determine this matchup. But, you know what? It's worked for me twice so far, so let's make it a trifecta. I'm going to pick myself to win this championship. Homer pick, (laughs) bias pick. I Unbelievable. Think, I just think I got it, man. I like these matchups. I really do. Um, I think your receivers kind of... I have good receivers, too. Julio Jones is great. Um, Keelan Cole, that's just a really, really risky play. I don't know. So, Drew Brees, I think, is better than Goff, obviously, for all reasons. So, yeah, I'm going to pick myself, man. I think it's going to be close. Um, doesn't No guarantees, but I think I got this one. I think I'm going to take home my third championship. It's going to be great. Um... Yeah, and maybe we can get a trophy. We'll see. Perhaps. So with that, that uh, those are your predictions for the 2017 fantasy playoffs. Thanks for doing that, Brett, and breaking yeah. it down. That was excellent. Great analysis there. Love it. Work. Get a beer. And that's pretty much. We're going to be going out to lunch. And what are we going? Blue Door Longfellow. One of the juicy Lucy locations. The uh, Minneapolis action. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, Probably gonna head there very soon. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what we wanted to talk about here on this episode. It's what well, we're hitting you at fifty minutes. So we just kind of broke down our main interested or our podcast. Me the, being the host, this is kind of bringing the listeners into what type of league I'm playing and what my passion and uh, the pride, what my pride is in, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's about all we're gonna talk about. Um, 
for this. I am going to ask a question to Corey and Brett. I'm just going to ask them and give have their insight on the other Minnesota sports. And right now we're just going to talk about the Wolves in the Wild because that's what's going on, the Wolves in the Wild. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Corey, what do you think about the Wolves in the Wild? Uh, I like the Wolves. I like huh. the Wild. Um, the Wolves have kind of been stepping it up a little bit lately. Jimmy Butler, I like seeing him take over the team. Um, Preach, brother. Yeah, it started out <laughs> kind of looking like he was just kind of standing on the sidelines trying to trying to coach almost. But I like him taking over the games and kind of setting an example. Like, do what I do, follow me, we're going to do it this way. You know, him scoring a bunch of points and just – Playing defense. That's what I think just the big thing about the T-Wolves is they need to just get this defense going. Because Wiggins, he's got the ability to play great defense like Butler. And it just comes down to effort. I don't think he's just given the effort to do so. That's how I see it. I think mm. watching Butler take over is a good thing. Yeah. I've uh, I've watched a lot of Wolves games this year. I've probably only missed about five or six of them. I'm a diehard. Five or six. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a diehard Wolves fan, and that's the reality. They are definitely the most exciting season we've had yeah. since Player-wise, the KG Sprewell Cassell season. Yep. Uh, I can't stress enough how awesome Jimmy Butler is. Like he yep. is, you're right. So you're hundred percent right. He was, he was very um, passive this really did, in the season. Yeah, he wasn't was... really, he was trying to get guys involved. I think he really wanted Wiggins and Towns yeah. to carry the team because yep, they were the, the hometown guys that had been here for a few years, but Butler realized, if, you know, about him hey, several weeks ago. I, yeah, he is. I mean, he's at least the best wing. I mean, he's definitely the guy I want the, the ball in his hands yeah. at the end of the game. I trust him to make the right play, to make the right decision. He's not – he's selfish when he needs to be selfish, but he knows when to pass. I mean, he just is so great. As far as the team goes, I mean, yeah, they, their defense has still been iffy. They, they have runs where they can slow down the other team very well. Which is nice. Yeah, but they also have these lapses where they just, like, don't – know what the hell they're doing. I mean, Towns has been guilty of that as much as anyone. He tends to foul more than he needs to. He you know, goes for pump fake, stuff like that. So um, I know they're still young, and I know that they've still been in the league a few years, but they're still young. So, I mean, there is still growing, a lot of growing to go. Um, Wiggins has been a little concerned to me recently. He's been really, he seems lost. He doesn't seem like he knows what his yeah. role is because Butler has I essentially agree. taken his role from He's him. He used to be in the... Best yeah. player on the team. Right, right. It's different for him. He's, he's not used to that. I mean, even when Towns was around last year, Wiggins and him would kind of Still, trade off yeah, with the, the big games, but Wiggins was the wing and Towns is the big. You know, they had their yeah. defined roles. Now Butler is essentially a better version of Wiggins. He's what I want Wiggins to be exactly. someday. I want him to basically copy Butler's yeah. game 100% and turn into him. Um, and, and you can still see Andrew's talent all the time. He makes these crazy plays, these dunks, these spin moves. He's He's been stealing the ball better. I would say that. His defense has been better. Um, but he's got to improve his shot selection. He takes too many long twos. He uh, he doesn't. He needs to drive more and more. He just needs to keep forcing the, the defense to make a play versus pulling up for these jumpers that are, maybe they'll go in, maybe they won't, but like they're bad shots. They really are. Not today's NBA. You don't want those long twos. So I think the Wolves are going to be fine. I mean, they're, they're, they're going to make the playoffs. I'm not yeah, worried like the about fourth that. Seed right they're now. winning their division. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're actually the third seed, I think. Or, I, I can't remember how the NBA seeding works. I thought division winners got a one, two, three, but no, maybe not. Top eight conference. Yeah. Well, they're going to get – division winner gets you something. It's not like a complete – get the Western playoffs. Yeah. yeah. I so, guess I'm not 100%. I want to see them go on a run, though. <laughs> I want to see them have consistent play against teams that aren't that good. They've yeah. got a good run of games going up here that's not great. They've lost some bad games. Like yeah. One, two. Yeah. Phoenix twice. Yeah, that, they have Phoenix again no this, in the next week, so fucking let's beat Phoenix. Um, Towns has been good, but you did ask about the Wild. I'm just going to say this. I literally have not watched the Wild this year. I don't I've think they're going to be very good. I've right away kind of faded from the Wild a little bit. you got a Wild hat on right now, so that's good. I like the Wild. I also I've have a Wild hat in my closet, which is very nice. But <laughs> I always pay attention to see if they won or not. Yeah, that's what it is. Watch I, the final I was, score, but I was talking about this on the other podcast. It's just even like myself, I'm not completely as interested this year. Yeah, and then I've just heard like from I just haven't really heard much like going on about the wild. I no, think everybody, I think everybody who's a wild fan is kind of and a hockey fan. Just kind of knows this team isn't like their ceiling. Their, their window kind of closed already. You know, they had an off season full of trading away name players for guys we don't know. 
And again, Parisi being hurt, we were starting to really worry about that contract. Yeah. That was a 13-year contract. Yes, 13 years they signed him for. And he's only about halfway through that. And he can't even play. I don't know how the NHL works with getting rid of it, but I think it's pretty hard to get rid of contracts in the NHL. It's not like football where you can just cut a guy. That is... Thir- I didn't know it was 13 years. Him and Suter signed identical contracts yeah. of 13, 13 years, $98 million, um, which in the NHL is big money. And Suter's still hanging in there. Suter's still getting it done, but Parisi is not staying healthy. He's not some Sidney Crosby-type guy who skates fast and makes <coughs> high, amazing plays. He's a grinder, and a grinder's got to be able to bang and, and be yeah. physical, and he's not A back that. injury is concerning. It's very – it's a, it's a long-term thing. So I don't know. I'm a little worried about the long term outlook. I'm not, I'm just I'm trying not to get my hopes up at all about this team because realistically this is not going to be. Last year felt like our year. Yeah. When we went so we had a one seed. Kind of like we were it. so yeah, high. Devin Dubin was playing great, and you know they just I don't know. I'm not sold on them. So I'm I'm putting on my uh, Minnesota love into the Vikes right now. I'm putting that into the Wolves right now because uh, I don't want to be disappointed by the Wild again. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good, and that's about. That's good. That's perfect for the Wolves and Wild um, talk. But I do, even though we're at 55 minutes, I do want to talk about something else. I want to talk about a, the new video game that we've been playing. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is uh, PUBG, Player Unknown, um, Battlegrounds. And this game, like I mentioned, it, it's like Hunger Games. You get dropped in an airplane. Yep. You can squat up with four people. You can play by yourself or you can do like a duo. Um, but e- either way, it's it's you're against a hundred people, and the goal of the game is to survive and be the last one remaining. So we've been playing this game for just for like the past two three days, yeah, but we've been going crazy. Two days ago, I played it for two nights. So much fun. It's it's crazy. I don't even know how to describe I mean, it. Think about it. It's kind of this. It's not the same thing every time, but it's the same concept every time. You get dropped into this big huge map. And you don't just get you dropped. You get a scary. freaking skydive. And I tweeted like a little video of it. It's pretty sweet. Just super right away, the skydiving. Super unique. <laughs> well, the, and the random so of the game unique. is there's no there's no like radar or anything, right? Yeah, you're I mean, you, you, you see the map, you don't see people. There's no. Yeah. There's no. It's nothing. like hardcore and duty. There's no yeah. map. Well, even when you shoot. Yeah. It's not. It's not a shooter. I mean, you have guns and you shoot people, but it's not a shooter game. It's not kind of based like a, around shooting. It's like you can kill people with machetes. You can kill them with yep. a pot. You can kill them with your bare hands. Like you can do. Games. You could be the top twenty and have zero kills. It's yep, very much. Well. A, it's very much a coordinated effort with your teammates. If you're playing a team game, uh, and you get cars, and vehicles, which is huge to move. Yep, the map around. shrinks on you, yes. so you have to continue to move into a smaller and smaller area, <coughs> which essentially makes the game end because eventually everyone is pressed in the same location. And they have to just see each other battle. finally. And Otherwise, they, you could just hide, and that yeah. would be it. Yeah. And if you're not in the zone, then you lose health, and, you die slowly, and then you slowly. yeah die. So yeah, it, it's a very interesting game, and I I, I hope it continues to uh, improve. You know, we got in some sort of like uncompleted version. Yeah, I don't know what the deal. But it was cheap. It. It's so, thirty bucks. Yeah, to download it, and yeah, it's an ever change. They just are doing updates yeah. and updates. It's and, been around for a while on PC, I yeah. believe, but it's come yeah. to console now, and that's what's made it. It's having this renaissance of popularity. So, uh, player unknown battlegrounds. If you're interested in something new and you want to spend thirty bucks, I'd give it a shot. It's, it's worth pretty it, I fun. Think. It's pretty addictive. Is there any like vivid uh, memory of the game that you maybe had a sweet kill or? Well, uh, I once uh, took a car and ran Brandon over. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it! That was last night. There, no, it was two nights ago. <laughs> two nights ago. There yeah. is friendly fire, so you can't. Yep. Although you're on a team, you can <laughs> kill your teammate. Last night was fun when we were stuck on that. Smallest circle that it was, and it, it narrowed everybody to the top of the mountain. Me and Brett were kind of sneaking up trying to kill people. And the same group we were going to snuck around us, so they snuck up behind us and killed us. They flanked you. So they flanked us, and we just got destroyed. But it was still kind of fun. We considered that ending. You make it to the end. You get to that small circle, you got, you know, 20 people. People are crawling shooting. around. just They're crawling around. They're shooting. Yeah, you the aiming wanna... takes a long time. You need to have your yeah. The aiming is hard. It's not Call of Duty. It's not Overwatch. It's it's a you can very switch from tricky. third person to yeah. Third person. That, Sensitivity controls are kind of hard to figure out, but it's yeah. uh it's primitive in terms of its, it's kind shooting. Of nice that it's hard though, because then you the don't point. get these yeah. people that know exactly what to do. Yeah, it kind of even you need your head on a swivel without a doubt. Yeah. It's, that's the kind of game it is. So, um, I'm giving it the the two thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah, me too. I recommend yeah. it. 
it's fun. it's fun when you play with the squad and it's you're just surviving and you can do so many things that it's like almost like realistic that yeah. get in the car get to the zone you need weapons to kill you need a backpack to carry more supplies yep. you can get attachments to your guns too which is super cool yeah you don't die in the first two minutes of the game and it's pretty fun. Otherwise, <laughs> you're sitting waiting around a long time. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, that's perfect. This is going to wrap up our episode 18 here. Uh, an hour. That's awesome. We'll be at an hour to burn on this. <laughs> so, yep. Um, all right, well, we'll sign out here. Corey, go ahead and sign out. <laughs> if you happen to be Jewish, happy Hanukkah. If you happen to be... Is it Hanukkah over? Is it over? Uh, it ends when Christmas starts, I think. Oh, I'll be honest, I'm a little ignorant of that. But yeah. either way, if you're Jewish, happy Hanukkah. If you celebrate Kwanzaa, happy Kwanzaa. If you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. Everyone celebrates a new year because that calendar is the same for everybody. So I'll be safe. And uh, good, to, good to be here. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks, Corey and Brett, uh, for being our guests. And for your listeners, remember follow or try to follow us at Twitter at Sports Puzzle. Um, yeah, we'll be we'll keep on rolling. Episodes will keep flying around. So I'm signing out too. This is Brandon. Peace out, sports homies. Skull.